Hello and welcome to another episode of SoFi. It's uh, this November 28th, almost December. Uh, back in the studio, my name is Mitch. We've got Aldo. Hello. We've got Yoma. Hey, everybody. And we've got a guest that we had on episode seven three years ago. We've got Chris from Drift. Chris, how's it going? Pretty good. Good to be back. Yeah. You guys? It's great to have you back. <laughs> and with better mics and in a quieter room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with better fishing minds. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe a little older, a little wiser. I wasn't on the show. No. And now yeah, I'm on the show. That's true. He almost caught a lot of different <laughs> fish. Yeah, I wasn't catching fish when we first met. I well, fished. I fished salt water. Never fished salt water. Yeah. Done that now. Yeah. And 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 you've done all kinds of things over those three years, especially at Drift. And I mean, your fishing life is. Uh, well, we're going to get all into that. 100. percent We want to talk about kind of like how how you've how your fly tying has evolved over the three years, and we sure. want to talk about fly design and your approach to fly tying again. Um, but just touch on the things that we didn't in episode seven, uh, because we love talking about fly tying and we've only done it a couple of times in the show. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, yeah. Kind of like how, you know, things have changed in those three years. Have they changed? Have, yeah. and why have they changed? Yeah. Especially it, in the it, world of fly tying itself, you know, just like materials and what are, what are, what, what are the popular materials right now? Like what, cause it seems like fly fishing is always evolving and changing, mm-hmm. you know, trends kind of come and go. People I think it, glass. it is and it's not right. Like yeah. there's a, there's always new stuff being popularized, but whether or not they're original ideas is always debatable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so yeah, definitely I mean, fads and phases. And, that's yeah. an interesting thing to talk about right there. Um, but first Yilma, what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking uh, 40 Creek. Um, so, oh my, I keep forgetting this. Copper pot still, baby. Jesus Christ. I love it. Uh, <laughs> copper pot still uh, from Forty Creek. It is delicious. It's oh, definitely whiskey it. weather. I've said it before, but it's winter now, so it you know, it just warms you up. Yeah. It's deep into whiskey weather. Yeah. I mean, but the funny thing with Forty Creek, I love drinking in the winter, and I love drinking in the summer. <laughs> yeah, man, me too. <laughs> but especially during the holidays, it just feels like, you know what? I want cocktails. And I want my Forty Creek baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, it might <laughs> it might be November 28th now, but this is coming out in a couple of days, and December 1st, and you know, yeah. December 1st, starting to think about Christmas. That's the holidays, man. Yeah. Like we're in Fishmas. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're into the holidays at that point, and it's yeah. like, you know, head down to Drift, pick up some uh, nice little uh, holiday presents, mm-hmm. or tell your uh, loved ones to do so for you because. Uh, Actually, on the note of all those things, Mm. we just did with Chris an awesome Flies and Flights at Left Field Brewery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. where you're tying Christmas ornaments. Yeah, that's right. That was cool. I love the ornaments, yeah. Yeah. What were the flies you guys were tying? We just did one that night because it was that kind of two-step process there with the uh, the bulb, but uh, it was like um, flies called a um, uh, pompier. Okay. Um, Or sorry, no, it wasn't a pompier. It was a Renew Special uh, Atlantic Salmon pattern. It was just a... sort of a dumbed down version of that so we could get through it in time and then just pop them into uh, these uh, glass bulbs so you could hang them in there and then throw them on your tree. It was fun. It was good super times. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great fly. And there was a lot of like good tires there, even first tires. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, we had some really experienced guys and yeah. um, ended up being like a big couples event too. So yeah, had, um, yeah a, lot of, uh, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces show up. And that yeah, was great fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Left field great nice. venue. It's an awesome venue, yeah, you know. Like it's perfect the, for it. I like. I'm not a huge craft beer guy, but I like craft beer. But like left field beer, I love left field beer. Mm-hmm. That I was having a uh, make it spring Kolsch. Oh, nice! It was so good. Like it was really tasty. Nice, like, really tasty beer. Definitely like when we say crushable. It was a crushable <laughs> beer. <laughs> but at the the left field nights though, just to touch on it, are super fun. Like honestly, like we've been doing it for a while now. Like drifting. that was uh, I think number six that mm-hmm. we've done, nice. and we've sold out every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like with weeks to spare, it's always been a yeah. really really popular awesome. event. Yeah. It's the craziest thing, and all those said it when we went in. Oh, it's, it's great. It's that you don't you see people there that you've never seen before, and it's like from all walks of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like whoa people do really want to tie flies everybody's yeah. like oh that's a cool thing to try yeah, yeah. it not they don't necessarily fish either which is cool. no mm-hmm. yeah it's just like the the make the, the, the makerness craft. yeah the craftiness of it yeah yeah i mean uh the the girl that you interviewed or the lady that you interviewed in the in the, in the footage like she doesn't fly fish uh she she dabbles in fishing but definitely doesn't tie yeah yeah, yeah. that was her first fly uh, Chris, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, speaking of Christmas, <laughs> that's the whole I point. Think that's yeah. That's exactly. the whole point of this whole thing. <laughs> ask him a couple. Uh, dri- <laughs> uh, you can ask. Like, we got like an hour here. Yeah. Drift. Uh, you guys are showcasing a reel. Okay. I didn't read read up on it too much, but it looked pretty interesting. What? Showcasing What's up with that? Yeah. It's like a, 
What are you talking about? Like on their Instagram? Yeah, on their Instagram. Was it an Islander reel for some? Oh, the Islander reels? Oh, we, we had a promotion on Islanders. Okay. At, uh, Islander was hosting this uh, this weekend. But um, new reels. There's some new Ables coming out. We're excited about them. Um, some new Sage reels that have come out fairly recently. Uh, <laughs> I like my Sage reel. I yeah. love my Sage reel. Yeah. I love yeah. my Reddington. They're great. Yeah. We sell more Sage and Rankton reels than anything else by far in the shop. Like everything's awesome, but they just hit like a price and quality yeah. mark that's... Man, sage reels. Sometimes. I love my sage reels so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge. I probably pick up another one because I have actually switched my lines between the two. Like, well, because we did redfish, I was like put my line on that, and then steelhead season comes around, and I have like this other reel. I'm like, I want to use my sage, so I like, switch the line <laughs> over, and then I'm like, oh, I got to put that on for pike, and then it's, it's like I just get a new get spool, baby. One. Yeah, or mm-hmm. a new spool, exactly. Yeah. Or get a hardy like uh, the one that Aldo has that I still haven't given back to him. Yeah, that's nah. cool. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the sage. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, take I like the sage. I like the sage a lot. Uh, so yeah, the like the so, so yeah, the shop. Yeah, I mean, check the shop out. There's lots of cool gear, but the left field night is a good way to kind of segue into the world of fly tying because. Mm-hmm. A lot of new people there. What are some of the things you see people like? What first of all, why do you think people want to tie flies, and why do they come to the night to tie flies? What, yeah, what so are they for? yeah, as I say, we have an interesting mix there of of our own customers, but also of left field clientele who see the ads and just want to try it out. Um, yeah, I think part of it is just people wanting to to get out and do something completely um, well out of left field. <laughs> they wouldn't hey. wouldn't otherwise do. Whoa, sick! Um, Good one. Yeah. One more time. That was so good. <laughs> no, you got it. You got the soundbite. You can, you can loop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think for their clientele, it's probably the biggest draw is just to get out and do something that wouldn't usually for our own um, own customer base. Uh, I think anyone who's been fly fishing for a while, it's ever natural progression. You see most fly anglers, definitely not all, there's a large percentage that, that don't ever get into tying, but it is sort of a natural progression as you get further into the sport. And I think this is just a really relaxed, easy way, uh, low pressure way to uh, to get into it. Mm-hmm. What is it about fly tying that, like, if you're not an angler, why do people, like, think it's cool? I mean, a lot of people saw, like, I mean, we say this all the time. It's like <laughs> a river runs through it, and they're like, wow, that's so amazing. I want to fly fish. What is, it, what is it about fly fishing or fly tying that makes people, what do you think makes people wanted to try it? Honestly, I am not entirely sure myself. Um, you know, for myself, it was when I got into a very young age, it was just kind of that foreign um uh, almost kind of mystical, um, you know, realm of fishing, you know, isn't talked about a ton, yeah. maybe more recently, but certainly when I was getting into it less or so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just cool and different and very hands-on, which I think people appreciate a lot these days. Mm-hmm. Um, therapeutic too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can really get into it and just drop all of the thoughts. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Zone out a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, it just like looks pretty. It looks interesting. It doesn't look like anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an interesting creative th- thing in like, a way because like, it's so different from everything else. You can kind of like, oh, it's kind of weird, but you look at a table and you can kind of imagine how it's constructed. You look at a fly, you're like, well, how did that get made? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you see it and you're like, that's how? Yeah, I know. And you're like, true. well, uh, that looks like I can do it. It actually looks kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I remember the f- when I started tying flies, it was that kind of thing. I was like, how the hell do you do that? And I, it was like, I read, it was like, you use thread and like a hook and stuff. I was like, oh, so I got some sewing thread. I talked about this on episode seven. When yeah, we yeah, did yeah. This. <laughs> I, was like, I got some sewing thread from like my mom's like sewing table. And I like tied it onto a jig with like some like blanket material, <laughs> like literally cut some like threads off a blanket. And I made this insane <laughs> jig with like this crazy, like bucktail mm-hmm. jig with like thread from a blanket. I was like, this cannot be right. Where is it? <laughs> I think I still have it actually. I was it's like in a fishing box somewhere, but mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is definitely wrong. So I got a book. And it, I was like, yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> and I figured out the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Chris, do you keep your old crappy flies that you tied? I mean, the ones that didn't work or the ones that you weren't happy with, the funny ones? Not kind of like really. I'm, um, I don't tend to get too attached to mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, no, they end up seeing the trash bin more often than not. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one, I still have. Uh, it's on my desk just as Your first uh, fly? Yeah, oh, yeah. what is it? Nice. Yeah, I can bring in, actually, if you guys ever want to see it. I do. It's what? not a thing. It's... What it's a it? thing that's not a thing. <laughs> what, what is Chris, it? Oh, it's like, uh, I, I, so I think I explained, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I explained uh, maybe briefly in the past episode um, yeah. what my first was, but I um, went down to my basement one day and uh, I started uh, fly tying before I started fly fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had no concept of what any of this stuff was or what I was trying to achieve, but I found some just like utility wire they had used to like wrap garden yeah. you know, equipment up with whatever. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, I bent it into a shape of a hook. Oh, wow. Uh, so like, you made a hook. You made the hook, Yeah, too. I mean, this stuff is super pliable. Like, Whoa, you can just yeah. mold it in your hands. But, yeah, yeah I t- took a short length, pulled it into a piece of, uh, into a shape of a, a hook there. Mm-hmm. Took my mom's sewing thread like you did there. Nice. And uh, a couple of uh, feathers from a pillow that I had. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so yeah. similar story. Nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. exactly. What were we thinking, you know? We've come so far. Well, no you've clue. come so far. Your fly tying is amazing. You're like one of the best tires I've ever seen. Thank you. What? How has your fly tying progressed in that three years? Like, have you found your fly tying grown? Like, since we've had you on the show last? Yeah. Um, I think it, it probably has grown a bit. Just uh, you know, always experimenting with stuff. Um, you know, finding shortcuts to your own tying, polishing things off, trying new patterns. Which, whether or not you're uh, aware of it, you're always learning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that there are too many conscious steps that I've taken to improve things, but yeah, you're always you know, randing things off a little further there. So what patterns or materials or fly tying things have you excited these days? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, my fly tying isn't too, too different from where it used to be, but um, I'm focusing a lot more these days on my competitive angling. Mm-hmm. And then um, through this time of year where I, I used to you know, spend a lot of time nymphing and um, even center paying, I've definitely gravitated more and more toward, um, toward swinging flies. And so yeah. tying a lot more tubes and a lot more shanks and oh, cool. things these nice. days for that too. Yeah, Tubes. That's one thing I need to like dabble in. I know. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a tube vice. Me neither. Neither do I. Or an adapter. Yeah, do you have the adapter? Yeah. 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 I, need to, I need to like hook myself up and just do it. I mean, I need to tie flies again. I haven't tied flies in like forever. Cause <laughs> my cat like eats my like my like bucktail, but I need to do it. Tubes have always been really cool. I love tube patterns. So mm-hmm. cool, man. So cool. Yeah. How was the? You were just competing. Actually, this is a side thing. I mm-hmm. haven't gotten to talk to you about it. Yeah, yeah. I just got back from nationals um, a few weeks ago. Uh, back from Quebec. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Well, you were at Canuck. Yeah. Yeah, we're at Canuck, nice. which is, if you're not familiar with it, just about halfway between Montreal and Ottawa and around Montebello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Montebello's so nice. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you and your team placed. Your team placed. We right? did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, our team took bronze. That's amazing, so, man. Yeah, Congrats, dude. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, so rad. Yeah. It was a mix of still water and mo- like uh, river This was fishing, just or? a still water just competition. Still, oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the dates were just finalized for next year's nationals as well, which are going to be held in Merritt in British Columbia. Wow. Uh, it actually just confirmed my team for that a few days ago as well. That's so great. very exciting. Fun. Sick, man. Good stuff. Okay, coming. <laughs> <laughs> you saw Colin, <laughs> Colin was up there too, right? Colin Hunt? Colin was there, yeah. He took the individual gold and uh, team gold as well. Nice. Wow. Dang. Oh, yeah. He kills it up there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's stomping ground, right? Yeah. It is, but I mean, he's also but just he's an also exceptional really angler. Yeah, it's very sure. good. Yeah, we had Colin on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he was, what episode was he? I don't know. Um, he, was, right. he, was yeah, he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. He was talking about poutine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you find that, or I guess the better question is like, where has your your competition angling affected your fly tying? Like, has it made it more utilitarian or have, have you like learned things from other people that have made it more complex or like, do you find that you evolve your patterns based on yourself or other people more? Mm-hmm. That was a lot of questions. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, I think yeah. I can probably robust. manage them. If I can remember them here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think robust. it has made it more utilitarian than, um, than otherwise. Um, just in the way that, you know, when you're, when you're tying for competitive fishing, you're tying for yourself for once. You're not too worried about um, making these things look too polished for, you know, a, a buyer or whatever. Uh, but you do want them to work, uh, you know, as effectively as possible. So I think um, one great example of that is like um, back in August, we had David Arquet in town who is uh, three or four time um, gold medalist at the Worlds. Um, well, the absolute best fly anglers in the, on the planet today. Uh, and he came into town for a master class back in August. And if you looked into his boxes, he's very open. You could take a look at him. The patterns are very, very simple themselves, but every single one of them was identical to the last. And um, they're extremely cleanly tied. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, they're utilitarian. You know, they don't, flashy flies don't necessarily catch more fish. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do get very consistent in tying and you get very picky about um making sure that every fly is going to perform to your expectations so that's not i've never been too too concerned about say durability of one of my flies uh, as long as they're reasonably durable that's fine so i'm not you know piling super glue and you know making really really clean heads or anything on these but body size tail length um you know the density of materials things like that you end up paying a lot more attention to for sure right right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, are you finding that, like, are you drawing inspiration from other people mm. 
Or yeah. is it more like you're you're more about your situation? Like, oh, now yeah. having fished a few competitions, I realized that I'm going to gear my tying towards a certain way. Sure. Um, I mean, you're always learning comp to comp for sure. Um, I would say, so there are, there are patterns that I've just, you know, tinkered with uh, or been, you know, up late playing around with at the vice that I've taken out and found to be very effective, um, partially by fluke almost, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Um, but yeah, you're always in your off time sort of playing around with things. When you get to the comp uh, itself, you're only fishing with your conference flies at that point. Uh, that's not the time to be experimenting with anything. So uh, once you're there, you know, especially from teammates, teammates are a huge resource. Um, you know, you, you, um, you know, get to see their insights on how they would approach the same situation where you might have your own, you know, uh, your tried and true way of tackling a situation. They might have something completely opposite to you. And so, you know, in that case, not just from tying, but from fishing, you know, you'll, you'll pick up a lot. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, yeah, there's certain things that I've picked up from, from teammates and from other competitors, and everyone's pretty generous in that community. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to uh, just continue to tie to fish, or are you going to eventually move on to art? Cause I know there's a lot of, I know it sounds like a weird question, but mm-hmm. I, I know there's a lot of tires that, you know, they tie just to, you know, sell as art. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that something that in your, you know, in your future, do you ever look at it that way? Do you ever look at it as a, you know, means of, you know, art? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, a, cre- me, a means of art. A creative yeah. expression. Cre- creative expression. That's <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Um, not just utility. Yes. Yeah. I, mean, I have in the past too. Um, so for my own fishing, that's how I view it. Yeah. Um, then for, you know, probably about six, seven years now, uh, maybe even a little longer, I've been a uh, commercial fly tire as well. And so, you know, in that case, you're usually not experimenting with too many things and pushing the boundaries, as you suggest there. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty rigid in terms of what you're tying, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. Um, but you are looking to make things very, very tidy and, mm-hmm. uh, and polished looking. Uh, and then on the flip side and the creative side, uh, I don't. I haven't found many opportunities to uh, to participate in this, but um, whenever I've noticed a fly tying competition come up, I've always really enjoyed um, you know getting my hat in the ring for for those, and that's a great opportunity to yeah. get a little bit more creative and Absolutely. silly with things and play around with ideas that you have in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so occasionally I do. You know, I, it's not something that I find a ton of time for, but it is a, a very fun aspect of it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. You're what's your man. What's your commercial fly tying like? career like like how does that how does that work like do you tie flies a lot commercially i tie a, a good bit i figure it's probably somewhere between uh one like a thousand to fifteen hundred flies a year for people it's pretty decent yeah yeah that's a lot of flies. i've had i think i've yeah i've definitely that's had higher years than that lower years than that that's probably about the average so uh, how did you find yourself getting into commercial fly tying so um, back in high school, it was um, you know a suggestion from my parents actually like you do yeah. this a lot. Why don't you you know see if you can you know see if people might want to buy these things? And when I started out, they were pretty awful. I almost feel guilty oh, <laughs> trying yeah. to pass them up, but people like them. Yeah. Uh, and then got a little bit more and more into that, and then um, got fairly good at it. And then when um, got hired by Rob at the shop, uh, it became a thing right off the bat. He suggested you know since a good fly shop generally has somebody who can mm-hmm. who can tie flies for customers that may not be commercially available typically. Yeah. Um, you know, what I like to, to do a bit of this for the shop. And so from there, uh, there on, I've mainly done uh, my tying through the shop yeah. just on a customer order basis. And yeah, it's worked well. Customer customer order base. I love that. But where can we find this? Like, is it, is there a link on Drift? Do you have your own site? There, There's mention of it on the website. Right. You know, if people are looking for them, they can contact us. Mm-hmm. Um, frankly, I don't have a, a, you know, a thousand hours a week to, to devote to, to this. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I can't take on a ridiculous amount. So we try and push most uh, of our fly sales just through the, the shop on a, a normal um, you know, commercial supplier basis, mm-hmm. but then, you know, for those off orders, for those specialty sort of flies there, yeah. um, then it, it has been helpful in the past for sure. The stranger things mm-hmm. or maybe not strange, but unique. Yeah. 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 How did you, so you started tying flies commercially when you were in high school. How did you get your customers? Like, where did you find the people to buy the fly? Yeah. So back then I was, um, I was already fairly active online and knew a bunch of people and sort of uh, made a very basic website. Um, got a little bit of interest. It was very minimal uh, for the first couple of years sure. that I did that. Um, actually, you know what? Now I think about this, I started even earlier. I probably started when I was in grade 
six or seven. Oh, yeah, but that, that, those were the first couple of years where barely anything yeah, happened. The early years. Have you Getting had like an IQ test or an EQ crazy. test? Because you're crazy. Not in a while. <laughs> Savant, eh? Sorry, <laughs> sorry to derail. The okay. early years, time flies, grade seven. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It was fun. It was good. awesome, dude. Yeah. And so, yeah, how did people find, like, your, was it just word of mouth yeah. at that point? Um, yeah. Once I, once I was in high school, I um, took out a spot uh, at, this I guess would be the first kind of um, point at which I, I started doing a little bit more volume and uh, getting more customers was I grabbed uh, tables at Swap Meets, like local, oh, um, nice. uh, you know, very local <laughs> community sort of tackle swaps. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And where my sales were, again, pretty low, but I found a couple of good customers yeah. um, who would order a bunch of flies off me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, uh, I remember hanging out in fly shops when I was very young as well, long before Drift existed, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of talking with shop owners and stuff. I've tied flies for a couple local shops, uh, and then I remember those few customers just hanging around in those shops, conveniently enough, who, uh, who picked up flies uh, through me as well, where I had a, a card on hand, whatever. Uh, and then from there, it kind of steadily grew. I made relations with uh, a couple of local guides mm-hmm. who would refer uh, clients to me, and then again, eventually a shop. So, yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. took a while to, to get going, but yeah. it's good. All, like all good things. Mm-hmm. Takes a bit of work, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the commercial fly tying thing is really, really cool. What are some of like the, like what kind of patterns do people ask for? It's uh, It's a really weird mix. So... Uh, in the shop, what we see a lot of the time is people going on destination trips mm-hmm. where they'll have a list of, of supplies to bring for a trip given to them by the lodge or guide, right. whoever they're yeah, going with. Of and inevitably, you know, we'll be able to fill 95% of those uh, those lists, you know, in the shop. But then there might be that 5% that, mm-hmm. uh, that we have to make up for them. That's part of it. Another would be... Um, Jesus, uh, a guy buys a fly from a shop that, you know, it was a, a one-off um, that they'll never have any more of or uh, shop closed down and can't find it anymore, whatever it is, and they'll ask to tie it. People browse online a lot, look at flies. I'm guilty of doing that too. I th- yeah. find it fun. Yeah. Um, so See what's out there. And- yeah, I had a guy call last week and tell me, okay, hop on Google and look <laughs> up this fly yeah. <laughs> and like scroll three lines down, four across. Yeah. And he that's couldn't the have one sent you the picture. <laughs> no, apparently not. Oh. He had a computer <laughs> but couldn't figure too. that one that's out. A good, that's a good point. <laughs> I also made sure to explain to him like Google search algorithms may not actually <laughs> be the same. And he's like, oh, no, yeah. no, trust me. I've seen it on the yeah. internet. <laughs> we, we figured it out eventually. But yeah, nice. there's been some interesting requests over the years and just some flat out weird flies too that I would never think of tying. Name one. Yeah. Uh, I can't name them. They don't have names. <laughs> yeah. Oh what do they look like? Um, there have been, like, usually the, they're takes on simple flies, but just mm-hmm. done really weird, right. weird ways. Right, right, right. So, like, there have been, uh, I remember this one woolly bugger pattern with, uh, say that. oh, yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a million variations of those things, but uh, with, like, three hackles wound through the body and yellow, orange, and black with, like, white legs. And it was weird. It was a weird. treat. Yeah. yeah. It was good. What's the, we weird, got done. What's the weirdest pattern you've been asked to make like what's the strangest like or have you ever tied a fly where you're like this fly is wacky like it's not gonna mm-hmm. do anything yeah <laughs> what kind of fly <laughs> but somebody caught they... a fish on it at one point and now they need 10 more of them so what kind of like do you know what kind of fish or is that just a common story it's uh, like this thing worked so good yeah i don't i don't know if there's this one, one that time, really yeah. stands out over the rest there have been some some off ones for yeah. sure um yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's like a, a super wacky one. Like if I had a photo, which of course I don't, um, you'd say, okay, yeah, that's that's just flat out weird. <laughs> here, 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 here's an interesting question. Okay, mm-hmm. so <laughs> n- name the flies that are created originally by a specific person. There's uh, do do me that favor because I wouldn't know myself. But just name, sorry, name, like name, flies name, like, named after somebody name, or someone who built a fly, right? And the first of its own. Right. Sure. Um, and it's named after that person, like so, like a wolf or something. Yeah. Wolf. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Lefty's deceiver. Lefty, the clouser. Yeah, one. I mean, so, all flies were at some point. They exact, may not have exactly. the person's name. Sex in them. dungeon. No, no. <laughs> and, 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 and 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 to my point, Chris, being such a an amazing fly tire, where's the Chris? Where's the Chris fly? When's that going to come up? I mean, is that? I would love to own. An, do, do those guys? Use. Well, those guys tied like like Lefty's Deceiver. Mm-hmm. He tied that fly. Mm-hmm. He tied that fly. He also tied that fly in. I don't even know when that fly was invented. I want to say the sixties, sixties, seventies, something yeah. like that. Um, now Are there were a working? lot. Of, there were a lot of flies around at that point, For but 
it was maybe a little bit easier to come up with a semi-original idea. These days, I'm not saying that there aren't original ideas. There are, yeah. but they are much fewer and far between. Mm -hmm. um, and myself, I've always been a little conflicted. Of course, I've come up with flies that maybe nobody's tied before, mm -hmm. yeah. um, but there are always takes on something else, and I always feel a little conflicted putting my name to them. Right. Absolutely, but but mm -hmm. what's what's the what's the uh, the quote like? Inspiration is. I mean, listen, you're not the first. We're not the first people to make a different chair, you know, or or design. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want you to feel guilty. Chris, you're an intelligent man. You're also a dreamer. I know you've been thinking about this. I want to own and I want to fish the Chris. <laughs> I want to fish the Chris. And I don't know what it's going to catch. The, the Chris but Jack? You've got to be thinking about it. I don't know if I'm thinking about it. I'm not oh, ruling I, it out. I'm, oh, I uh, be thinking about it. <laughs> I'm always thinking about creating new things, but it's never been my What's drive. The What's the closest? Um came up with kind of a cool tube a few years ago that I, I really did like the looks of and it was probably way more time consuming um you know than to make feasible for a commercial tying yeah. um but it was sort of a um, uh, uh, zonker with just a, a bunch of stages of hackle and it just made it really look really buggy and interesting but mm -hmm. a disc in front of that that was that was a cool one i did a, a number of orders for other people on that never came up with a name for the thing um that was a cool one there, uh, there are a bunch of nymphs I've come up with for my own personal use. They, again, just are so simple. And yeah. simple isn't a bad thing when you're talking about tying. I mean, you take something out of the clouser. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Simple works, simple catches. And mm -hmm. like say, simple as well, you guys coming from an advertising world know as well as anyone that's, yeah. you know, a lot of time better than, better, better than not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, again, just never really, I don't know. I'm not one to take, I mean, take a ton of credit for one thing if I can avoid it. Fucking humble. I think to your I point. Don't know, I don't know if I can <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if can say that either. But no, yeah. I think to your point, you tie things and it's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a pretty original, and then you see it later on some website, you know? Yeah, or some variation. Some of it, variation right? of it. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many there's so many flies. Exactly. I remember when I was a kid, I tied like this Matuka style with mm -hmm. badger hackle. Yeah. And I was like, I invented a fly. And I was like, I don't know, You 16, invented the 15. spruce, whatever yeah. it's called, the dark spruce. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on a website, like yeah. on some fly tying website in England or something like mm -hmm. that sells like, you know, crazy mad flies. And I was like, yeah. these bastards stole my fly. Because I posted it. <laughs> I posted it on a fishing forum and I was yeah. like, this fly is going to change the goddamn world. Yeah. Like, this is the fly that can catch everything. It's the next woolly bugger. Yeah. And, and we I was were, like, these we, guys stole my fly. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I was invented a long time ago. And that's how I feel about my portfolio. I'm like, oh my God, this person stole my idea. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the way it goes. Well, I mean, I will say that my biggest steelhead was on that fly you tied me. I vaguely remember the New this. Year's, the New Year's Eve fly. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was a great was way to that? cap off the year. You'll have to tell you about steel. it as well. That's that a beautiful steelhead. Yeah, it was awesome fish. Was awesome. Fishing, and fishing behind me, too. Yeah. Oh, were oh, you out that day, too? That was yeah, like through the crazy. same run. Oh, really? <laughs> Alder comes through second nice. and hooks this thing. I and it was incredible. It was like New Year's Day. Or was New Year's Eve. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So Eve. yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was sick. Um, that was fun. It was fun, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a fun morning. Um, but more importantly, the fly was yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. I just like, you, you were like, I don't know, you want to try this? And it just like, it looked. Yeah. It was. It was a gentle push. <laughs> it was a gentle push. But, but <laughs> like, you just opened your mouth. I was just like. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, why don't you yeah, try Yeah, I want to fish thing. that. And I didn't change mm -hmm. it at all, all day. And yeah. then boom. What what kind of fly was it? It was just like a, a it was a tube. Yeah. Um. It was a sort of a popsicle uh, type pattern, black and blue. Yeah, I remember um, that. With I, I like this. There's a product that uh, Ice Dub makes called Creepy Crawly Ice Dub, which is a, a fairly <laughs> stiff mylar-based dubbing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and for a prop material, it's just incredible to hold totally fibers. Yeah. Um. And just an orange cone head on that, and that thing's funny oh, for that rad. day. Nice dark day. It's perfect. Yeah. It was the orange. Yeah. It, it was everything. I just looked yeah. at the fly. I was yeah. like, that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> I think yeah. to your credit, you did pick it out of my box. I don't think I. <laughs> just handed you this oh, okay, thing. Okay, okay, okay. There Still, you go. just looked at who's calling my name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was the old uh, Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It was, the old, it was a tough day. Sorry to interrupt, but it was a tough day, and I was a, like, what, half a kilometer down, and all I hear is, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Yoma! And you're like, you were like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Was like, Bill and Joe walked up behind you. I was like, you. come yeah, take right. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> idiot. It's a nice fish, man. It was a good nice fish. fish. Chris like, landed yeah. it, too. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, that fish was brought to you by Chris. Um, <laughs> nah, I was going to say, uh, it, it's oh, no, but no, going, going back to, I think you touched on it really, uh, well, not touched on it, but you mentioned, um, you know, oh, it was really great material. Uh, do you think, which of course was a synthetic material, right? The eye stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
having worked adrift and like just you know having worked at a fly shop in my teen years and like and and to now just to see the the different types of materials and what's available now is like it's crazy mm-hmm. if you notice a, a big change in the in the even the three years since you've been on this podcast or like what well, kind of materials would you say there's more or there's just more crap <laughs> a bit of both for yeah? sure okay. yeah. yeah um yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen quite as much of a contrast as you would have, right? Right, it's a, a much longer time period. but Yeah, yeah. exactly. For me, yeah. I mean, I've I've only been working in the shop, well, since we opened, but um, yeah, it's four and a half years and uh, only really been the industry in some way for the last, you know, call six or seven, mm-hmm. at least right. a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. versus you when, how long ago were you at the I was Drake? 16, I'm 33 now. So. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. You're only more. six, six in? I'm only six. You said years. six years? About six years in, into, I would say, being a little bit more serious in the industry. You know, being yeah. tying for longer, but right, right. when you're starting out, do you pay attention to all the dip, different exactly. dubbings on the wall? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I got yeah, gotcha. yeah, as far as I can give you an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's there's lots of new cool stuff coming out all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. It, what's got you excited? These days, again, I'm kind of going backwards almost getting yeah. into just more just uh, simple materials oh, really? i do find they fish better oh, uh, really? well that utilitarian kind of comment about the, the competition flies yeah i'm a, a firm believer that we don't really need need to go further we can and inevitably we will and just you know because the, well, there's, a mark, there's a market for it so mm-hmm. companies are going to keep pushing innovating. and yeah and rebranding innovating. And, i'm doing air quotes yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so you mean like you're going less away from synthetics and stuff like that yeah and just going more na- all natural, like, mm-hmm. or just very basic synthetics. Yeah, uh, going with a lot more, you know, just your basic, um, you know, flashaboo, yeah. angel hair, mm-hmm. uh, you know, polar fiber, crafter, like, polar you know, fiber, your, yeah. your core materials yeah. still. But I don't need, mm-hmm. you know, a million different types of flash mixed into that craft for for it to work. Yeah. No, totally. I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked synthetics on flies. Person is a personal thing because I mean, like. There's tons of synthetics that obviously fish well, but yeah, it it depends on the application for sure. I think um, they've been overused um, on a lot of flies. Like if you're talking about like big fish flies, Mm. um, I'm not a huge, huge fan of synthetics on my musky flies for the most part because they don't give me the same kind of action that I want to to see my flies. For saltwater though, amazing. Um, You know where a lighter package is hugely beneficial with higher winds right uh and when you're talking about fish that really you know um the flies take a beating a lot more often um they just stand up way better too so there there are times really good point there are times when it's beneficial um yeah i don't see a lot of salt patterns with like natural fibers to be honest they're they're around but less so which are still your course like every fly list is always going to have those things right they're very productive flies yeah yeah Yeah, the allure of flies to me have always been that natural material i just something about like just especially on smaller flies yeah like if if there's no need to drop the weight uh, element of these things then yeah, go natural on them mm-hmm. if you can. Um, the one, uh, the one um, exception would be like chenilles, body materials, and sure. flash. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but right. as far as winging materials and you know your more mobile uh, parts to a, to a fly, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's more talking streamers. Yeah. If you're talking nymphs, um, I would still say with that. Yeah. Um, just the translucency and the depth really? of natural materials is way way better. Mm-hmm. Uh, dry flies, um, I would say synthetic, right? Mm, no, not mm-hmm. necessarily. There's, there's uh, you got to take it on a case by case basis. I would say in that case, depends on the pattern, yeah. right? You take things so like many... emerger patterns, like Antron is mm-hmm. an amazing material for say shucks and things because it has the uh, reflective qualities that you right. want for something like that. Mm-hmm. But as far as winging goes, I always prefer natural materials because they have a much more natural imprint on the water. Right. Right. So, yeah, case by case, case by case. case, yeah, okay, case by case. Um, yeah, because when you think about it, like those patterns we're using in Texas, those were all synthetic. I exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what. I, yeah. That's the only thing I was thinking. Because I don't have a lot of salt experience. Right. I see them in magazines. I'm like, oh yeah, it's all just synthetic stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess that's why. Like you just said, you're mm-hmm. dropping the weight, weight yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, it's like not even a utility thing when I talk about because I'm, I'm just mean from like a. Like that's why I like the Lady Caroline so much, like mm-hmm. it, because it's just such a beautiful looking fly, natural fibers. It is so cool looking, you know. Yeah. But um, I also love Temple Dogs, and yeah, you know, I love Temple Dogs. That's yeah. what I actually catch all my steel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Temple Dogs. they fish yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that profile, right? Well, I think the so for my steelhead, I've moved. I fish a lot of popsicles, like what you were fishing the other day, right? Um, with the marabou, but um, yeah, hair wings like those, like Scandi style hair wings, yeah. um, have have done really well. I don't really 
tie with Temple Dog at all, but with um, but with other other wing and fibers. Um, yeah, that style I think is just so little fished by steelhead anglers that mm-hmm. it gives fish, even if it's the same general profile and yeah. and color palette, it's um, the different presentation overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely does. Kind well, of stands out. I, right? for, it might be a confidence thing for me, but I feel like it produces totally. better. I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, so yeah. It's total confidence thing for me. Yeah. Because when I have it on there, I'm just like, oh, I know this is. I just feel good. You know. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like when you saw that fly last year, you're like, oh, this is totally gonna. Yeah. Then, yeah. Poof, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick second here to talk about uh, something really special in uh, downtown Toronto, a slice of heaven, if you will. Um, It's packed full of fly fishing gear, tying materials, clothing, hats, bags, and more. Uh, Drift Outfitters Fly Shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto, Ontario is our SoFly official fly shop. Rob and the guys down at the shop have you covered for all your fly fishy needs, whether that means uh, taking a trip to northern Ontario or instead heading on a massive journey to the heart of Africa to fish tiger fish on the Zambezi. Drift Outfitters has got you covered. Stop by the shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto or visit them online at driftoutfitters.com to take advantage of their online store and free shipping on Canadian orders over 100 bucks. Like, so I just assume that fly tying innovation isn't moving at the same speed as fly fishing innovation. I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. true or not. I mean, I see fly fishing picking up, like... Lately, everybody's talking about, like, grain weights when it comes to fly line. I don't know if that's, like, a new thing, but oh, yeah. it feels it's, like it's a new thing to me. It's ancient. Like, as soon as yeah. they designed weights for fly rods, they designed grain The grain weights, weights exactly, yeah. yeah but I just feel like everybody's them. talking about it a lot more lately. That's and what they're understanding it more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. Like, fly fishing seems to always be innovating on itself. Is fly tying kind of the same thing? Um, yeah, and... It- in terms of new products coming out, sure. In terms of actual steps being taken, I think the fly fishing side is actually progressing a lot faster than the tying side. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of what works and doesn't work, and makes sense, know, I guess. Actual right? benefits: rods, reels, um, lines, everything mm-hmm. can change. Yeah. But fly tying, yeah. Yeah, uh, tying. You know, it's mostly materials based, uh, and then there are some notable tires in the industry that are definitely really pushing things. Uh, but again, everything is sort of based on old concepts. And you know, again, like comparing, um, you know, uh, the the you know, fanciest intruder versus a piece of marabou on a hook. They fish, you know, relatively similarly, and you still yeah. catch a lot of steelhead on on both. Um, end of the day. So I, I think that in terms of the actual benefits noticed, fishing is, is advancing a lot quicker. Yeah. The the thing you mentioned about grain weights, I mean, is that, that's not new at all. Yeah. Um, the, the North American market has been so, and not not market, but uh, yeah, the community of fly anglers in yeah. North America has always, um, in my mind at least, been a little behind the European market, yeah. for sure. Uh, the Europeans have always measured things in, in grains and grams. It, it wasn't um, It was a conditioning thing here, right? Yeah, for us it was just an easier to, easier to digest system of line weights. And the mm-hmm. other thing is that you find a lot more guys picking up um, uh, two-handed setups and space setups where things are most commonly uh you know noted in in grains versus weights yeah. so you might just be noticing that side of the sport picking up a lot more totally and, and you notice that because it used to be more of a, a salmon steelhead thing mm-hmm. uh with the rise of trout spay with opsd heads mm-hmm. taking over the single-handed market all that sort of thing you know it's, it's creeping into other elements of the sport where it hadn't before um so i think that's becoming a little bit more widely realized yeah um but yeah the fly fishing side of things is progressing extremely quickly um you know in terms of lines what we can do with lines um you know in terms of densities and making things more consistent longer lasting and Mm -hmm. um to really fit every possible niche uh, within the market as you guys talked about simon gosworth Mm um you know rods there aren't really new materials being uh released uh, with the graphite but the resins um that companies are now going with because they've sort of pushed graphite almost as far as they could have yeah um the resins are doing huge things making rods way lighter more responsive uh which does ultimately provide a benefit to the angler is, is a lot more concrete steps being taken there yeah that's what I, I mean that's what i noticed with fly fishing in general like there's always some kind of whether you're talking to guides you're reading in magazines you're looking online it's like there's always something that we're innovating on mm-hmm. yeah i mean why not there you yeah. can you know i mean i think that's just the way like you say the industry goes because they have to do something yep you know in order to you know keep innovating products and stuff like that but i was always like yeah why isn't fly but i mean because if it's not broke don't fix it kind of thing i guess right mm-hmm yeah, with fly tying. Yeah, I mean, I think the last I would say par- like big shift was tubes, like that was a major yeah. change. Would you say? 
Yeah, it didn't again affect every. But it um, didn't affect exactly. That's the last right? one I it, remember it, too. Being at Flip Panel Fly, like super, like a big trend when tubes say. came in. Yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah. whoa, tubes are the thing. And yeah. then we sold like but, tube vices and like the attachments, and everybody was sure. like, I'm yeah. gonna tie tubes for bass. I'm gonna tie <laughs> tubes for bike. And everybody <laughs> went tube nuts for like a yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then tubes were just part of it. Then mm-hmm. and it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like you know. they found where they should be. Yeah. Same with double handed. I remember when like switch rods came out, it was just like everybody was like, "Fish switch rod, like use a switch rod, like they're great for whatever." And it was just like this big trend. I mean, double handed rods in general, you know. I remember when that happened. Like, I remember flow panel like getting switch rods, and it was just like, Mm. just they're always those. Those. It's funny how there's these trends in Mm -hmm. in fly fishing. Yeah, Yeah. and these days I'd say it's it's trout span euro nymphing. Yeah, Um, yeah, euro nymphing is like I've been hearing a lot about that more. Thanks, all. I have this suspicion. It was like Chris. That was Chris. Oh, yeah. thanks, Chris, for introducing us. Well, I think yeah. it was. I think it was all that I introduced you guys. Trickled yeah, down yeah. from our boy. It was. Tri- it was trickled down from Chris. Oh, yeah. okay. I fished one day with Chris. I was like, "Well, I'm just going to buy that." Well, it's so effective, right? Yeah. And we're going and so, down so many avenues, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with those other fads that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I think tube flies fish better than single hook flies for what they're intended for for salmon steelhead and things right. like that um but they were a little too complex for people to understand all the time and the benefits mm-hmm. were smaller uh yeah. switch rods were misbranded for a long time they're short spay rods they aren't long single handers um mm-hmm. so again it wasn't this huge benefit that the industry was pushing so again they found their place glass rods were a nostalgic thing again they sort of faded yeah. out mm-hmm. i think trout spay you know as fun as it is might kind of you know fade out as well you know nymphing i think is a little more unique in the way that as soon as people pick up these rods they start catching more fish mm-hmm. um and yeah it, the 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 reward is so quick it's so instant and, yeah. and noticeable yeah. Yeah. um that i think you'll see it stick around a little longer than the rest of them especially because yeah. like as a trend obviously yeah. it'll, it'll continue on no matter what for sure yeah, yeah as a trend yeah but even that yeah and then and even that like that changed fly design for me mm-hmm. like i tie my I tie my fly, like my nymphs, radically different now. Okay, man, not radically, but like they, you know, my approach to tying my nymphs is way different. Yeah, way more simple. Mm-hmm. Way less material. Yep. Yeah. I'm not even thinking. I'm 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 almost not even thinking what they look like. It's more like how are they going to sink? Sure. Yeah. 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 Huh. What classification yeah. of in euro nymphing? What mm-hmm. is the fly where it's like? Is it check where you? You weave the floss and you make like that ribbed. That's just know? a woven body fly. Um, oh, for me, for me, the, um, yeah. So the Czech nymphing, Polish nymphing—they're they're short line techniques. Yeah. Um, I think Polish nymphs are a little bit more commonly woven bodies. Maybe if you want to call them that. I don't really know anyone who still calls them by Czech nymphs, Polish nymphs, whatever. They're just nymphs. Just nymphs. Yeah. Um, but uh, Polish woven. Yeah. I'm just looking yeah, it up right now. Yeah. For for myself, the. Um, the the name refers more to the technique than it does the fly for one for sure yeah um but then the uh, flies in terms of sizes and weights might lend themselves to specific um aspects of that a little bit more than others so yeah. you take um you check you know check and polish you can kind of group into short line techniques spanish and french you can kind of group into long line techniques yeah. short line is you're generally using um it might be one fly might be a couple flies but very heavy flies heavy, yeah. and you're fishing close to yourself and it's you know it's a productive technique for for heavy flows yeah. um, but then if you get into slower water like what we have on the ground mm-hmm. um you know our fish might be a little more spooky they're in shallower water slower water where if you were to try and get that close to a fish you'd spook it and if you tried yeah. to fish that heavy you would just be dragging bottom mm-hmm. that's where long line techniques and smaller flies lighter flies come into play and lighter lines generally um so you know if you have a, a size eight you know giant nymph pattern with a four mil bead on it mm-hmm. you're not going to you know really be delicately presenting that thing at range mm-hmm. um it's you know it's going to be more uh suited toward that short line technique where you're fishing quite close to yourself mm-hmm. um those lighter smaller flies typically easier to cast at range and present nicely and and control at range too yeah mm-hmm. i remember getting a dvd from uh somebody do you remember that guy uh, oliver edwards <laughs> no uh it might have been oliver edwards that remember what's his face he used to go to, to green drake as well um glasses he oh wear, like, cam a, no, I wore a bucket hat, not Cam the tire. Oh, Al. Al. Alan gave me a DVD of like Euro nymphing. Okay. And in there, they were tying fly, like the woven Polish yeah, woven with sure. the floss. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. So I tied oh, yeah. one up and I went to upstate New York and I was like, 
there's no way this is gonna work i'm like i'm catching fish four feet from me what mm-hmm. oh it's it great yeah. worked so well i was yeah. like this is crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean upstate's great but, but yeah at the same, like what i'm getting at is surf. yeah the pattern they had on the end of the line didn't matter is mm-hmm. the technique that you're employing right mm-hmm. uh the woven bodies are cool like they look neat uh, totally i, I think yeah. they're too much novelty for what you're getting yeah um it's a total novelty yeah. thing yeah, yeah. i was like well, that's cool looking mm-hmm. but i mean yeah you can accomplish the same thing with very different techniques right yeah, exactly yeah. those polish people were pretty bored i guess they were like well we cracked it now what can we do yeah you're talking to one so <laughs> oh shit <laughs> oh, i'm bored as well <laughs> but yeah <laughs> how do you pronounce your last name again chris chris jack chris jack mm-hmm. chris chris jack whoa i've never known that that's so cool chris chris jack <laughs> chris chris jack what? I don't speak a word, oh, okay, so cool. okay. yeah. have what fun you talking to yourself. Is that Polish? <laughs> yeah, it's Polish. Are you sure? Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> As a person with Polish relatives, I'll say it sounded Polish. It sounded right. Okay, good. Well, you want my factor fishy? Yeah, sure. We can do, do factor fishy. I mean, how do you want to introduce it? I mean, it's a big fishy. thing, right? So. Well, we haven't done it in a few uh, episodes, so. Um, welcome back. To welcome back fishy. to fi- factor fishy. This is where Yilma. Mm-hmm reads a couple stories to us and we have to re- we have to figure out if they're fact or fishy aka yeah. truth or false yeah and he's trying to stump us that's what he's trying to do yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Aldo couldn't have explained it any better than that chris so, we'll let you guess first if it's fact or fishy and yeah. then we'll just me and Aldo we'll see who we, if we agree and all right all right exactly all right well, so i got three here for you okay. okay my favorite part of this was yoma's narrations <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 and and to stump even more, I wrote them all myself. Um, <laughs> grammar could be a problem. So they're all fishy. They're all fishy. <laughs> so then they're all fake. <laughs> no, I mean like I, I rewrote. Okay, well, okay. You took a real. Okay, okay let's let's yeah. wrote them in your own words. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You wrote, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. you're a you're a fucking. I love this. So <laughs> hey, he's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Okay, uh, and you know what? The funny thing is, with all these, you know, I'm, I have three here um, with uh, okay. given titles. You know, sure. just kind of like bring it, bring an idea towards them. You know, like it's yeah. very, very nice stuff. Okay, so the first one I'm calling the slip. Okay. Oh God. God, I don't <laughs> want to know where this is going. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, okay. Can, can you rename that? <laughs> Reluctantly saying, okay, let's see what this is about. Okay, ready? Yeah. Uh, so this one's called the slip. Uh, a fisherman was at the end of the dock, as he hooked up with a nice bass. Man, my grammar is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so the line snapped halfway halfway up um, as he was about to bring <laughs> the bass in. So he's about to bring the bass in. Uh-huh. The, lines, the line breaks. Okay, uh-huh. so that means, so if you can visualize this, the lure, <laughs> I mean, this is not fly fishing related, you know, it's just sure, fishing. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. The yeah. lure's in the bass mouth, okay? okay? And then there's a bit big string of line that's sticking out. Right. Okay? This gentleman, or female, because, you know, I want to stump you guys. <laughs> Um, Does that play into the stumping? <laughs> like, if it was a story, I think they might say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, oh you go on. Here we go. Uh, okay. He, with his or her great reflexes, <laughs> um, takes the one of the, um, the the reeds, right? The little, what's that called? Little fucking thing that the like line the goes weeds? through. Oh, it could be a reed. A guide? Yeah, a guide. Oh, okay. Takes, <laughs> the t- the t- one of the guides. The t- <laughs> what? what do you mean the reed? <laughs> What the fuck? He was well, fishing with a clarinet. Here's the <laughs> yeah. thing: like I've had a couple forty creeks. Okay, so he takes sure. the one of the guides um, from the the from his rod, from right. the tip of his rod, uh-huh. wraps it around the one of the hooks from the lure and brings the fish up. Fact or fishy? So re- give me read okay, the story so, again. No, no, no. I'll, like can I Cole's known it here? Yeah. So basically, he's bringing a fish in. Oh, sorry, this gen- this uh, <laughs> non-gender specific angler is bringing this fish in. The line snaps. They can still see the fish in the water. They take the the tip of the rod. They they hook they hook the lure with the tip of the rod, and they bring yes. the fish up. Absolutely, man! You are an articulate fishy. I, I just uh, it sounds. Wait, you, Chris it, has to guess first. Come on. Yeah, I just that was. Yeah, me. that was Chris. Oh, thanks for all the comments. You were looking at Mitch. His mouth didn't <laughs> move, and you're like, <laughs> like Chris. Me. Yeah, were you hitting my shot? Okay, hold on. What? Fact or fishy? Um, I'm trying to read your face. I think it's fishy. Though. It's fishy for sure. I'm going to say it's fact, and I'm going to say he probably got the story wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like there's something missing, but this sounds like, yeah, maybe. So uh, to the audience out there, Mitch is half right. See? He got uh, it wrong. Uh, no, no, no. It's no. missing details. It is fact. I saw it on Instagram. Um, a guy uh, snapped the, 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 
the the line snapped. He took his rod and he wrapped it around the fucking lure and brought the fish up. It was incredible. I, and I how is it half truth though? His because line? he said I didn't get the story right, and that was the story. The story was right. So that's, so I'm like more right. So it's like a tr- so I'm right and then some. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so wait. So that's fact. He. So I'll, he, I'll send you guys the actual wait, gram. He bra- He broke his line and he used his line to wrap around. He used his rod to wrap around the, the lure and bring it up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's right. weirdly weird. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I don't. Do you mean they wrapped around the lure, or you wrapped around the line? That no, you could I, see? the tip of the tip of the guide wrapped around like the hook of the. I'll show yeah, you. I guess I'll it was it. hanging around the dog. I don't know. I guess. I guess. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it was really like it was quick thinking. It was incredible. I was like, so what? why is it called the slip? Why is that called? Why'd you tie like the slip? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> the fish. This one's did called not Get away. Okay, the listen, slip. guys, back on track. We got three of these. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's All right. Wack. Second fact of fishy. This one uh, uh, I'm calling. I can't tell you the title actually because it give away the fucking. Okay, no, no, man, it's, it's the tooth. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay, so maybe we should stop this segment. <laughs> really? I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I worked funny. hard on these. It's, it's very funny. Okay, uh, a fisherman off the coast of Mexico was fishing for a snook. <laughs> what are you doing? Why is this so His funny? rod broke, and he used the tip of it <laughs> to cook the lure. Okay, keep going. Yeah, but okay, take okay. us through it. Go. All right, cool. Okay, so uh, a fisherman off the coast of Mexico was fishing for snook. When he hooked into something, uh, he th- he he thought it was a log, okay, because you know when you catch something that's still in the water, you know, it's a log or a tire or something kind of weird like that. He always thought it was a log, uh, but it ended up being a clam, or so he thought. He looked a little closer. <laughs> that's a second, he, or so he thought. <laughs> this is my writing, okay. It ended up being uh, a clam, or so he thought. As he tr- as he tried getting it off his hook, uh, to his surprise, was a huge shark tooth. Okay, he took it in. So a week later, took it in, forensics, whatever. He, he brought it into the peeps, okay? <laughs> forensics. Because <laughs> he wanted to know. He's like, I, I don't recognize this, too. It's a shark tooth, but it's huge. Like, what the fuck is this? Okay. A couple months later, mm-hmm. they came back with the results. For the forensic team. <laughs> the forensic team. <laughs> yeah. It was a megalodon tooth. Fact What's a fishy. megalodon? What's a, a megalodon? megalodon is a prehistoric great white shark. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so Aldo, what decipher? Right, that? yeah. Wait, 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 I thought it was. Uh, no, no, no I, Cole's wait, wait. notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, notes. Yeah, all yeah, those yeah, notes. Yeah. Right. I, I speak Yelma here. So basically, mm-hmm. this guy was uh, in Mexico fishing for snook, I guess, and then he hooked into something who he thought it was a log, and then he thought it was a clam, and, <laughs> but it actually turned out to be a shark tooth. So then he took it to CSI, and he had to wait a few months, but the CSI team came back. <laughs> With the DNA sample, and it was a megalodon, which is a, I don't know, a shark from a movie or something. I will say that Yuma putting it in his own words does make it harder. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if this is true, like, he did a really good job of, like, making it, spec- there's speculation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought it was a log. Exactly. He thought it was a clam. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just hooked on a log. Wait a second. No, it's just a clam. It's a shark it's tooth. It's a shark tooth. <laughs> it's a sh- wait. No, it's a shark. Well, this tooth. is this is there's this a lemon behind that rock. Exactly. There's a method to my madness here with these fact of fishes. Mm-hmm. There's okay. just madness. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, right, sir, Chris. Chris what are you I saw Yilma grinning, enjoying Mitch's explanation of why this true story sounded so much like Yilma way too much. So I'm gonna go again, fishy. Nice. Fishy. You said megalodon, right? <laughs> Fa- fact. Why are you guys? No, it's fishy. It's fishy oh, okay. <laughs> Megalodon's like from Sharknado or I something. I know, but man. like, like <laughs> they're real. I think, as far as I know. But, yeah, they're real. But I don't. But... Um, I don't imagine that you just casually find a megalodon skeleton that close to exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's why I was gonna be like, wow, that's crazy, Yoma. Because mm-hmm. like, I also was more blown away that Yoma knew megalodon. Are you kidding me? I'm always on Blue Planet. Wait a oh, minute, yeah. wait a minute, can you, wait a minute, what was the title of that again? The Tooth. The Tooth. Oh, okay. It's the Tooth. Well, at least it's fitting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's how you know it was fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the this tooth. story about? Oh, Tooth. Or Clam, I <laughs> What's guess. What's the next title, my frown? Uh, This one's called Fish Gold. Oh, not The Fish Gold? <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A guy um, in Houston, uh, eight. Uh, okay, so a guy caught a 10-inch uh, reef shark with his bare hands. Uh, tosses it into his cooler. Okay. Right? Okay. Later, when he opens the cooler, he finds the fish that he caught coughed up a gold watch. Wrist watch, to be exact. Um, 
And the funny thing is that... So, wish, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Not the story. <laughs> <laughs> the wristwatch watch still ticking. Back so to fishing. Batteries were still Okay, good. okay. So, <laughs> let's, let's, let's try to... Let's, so, there's this guy. He's where exactly? It doesn't matter. He's somewhere. And he catches... Uh, a reef shark, ten inches, right? No, a t- I, a t- you said a ten. I didn't inch. say reef shark. Reef, reef fish. Wait, hold on. Let me read it. He said oh, shark. He yeah. said shark. Said he shark. Said reef. Oh, reef fish. Fish. Reef okay. Fish. Oh, okay. So he's okay. So he so he catches a ten inch fish in the ocean. I'm assuming in the ocean. Yeah. Right. With and his then hands. with his hands. With his hands, Yoma. Let me read this again. Hold on. <laughs> yes. So his Bare watch hands. fell off into the into the cooler. Is that what you're saying? Um. But uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. So this guy. He catches a 10-inch fish with yep. his hand, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and then he puts it in his cooler, and he's like, great, I have dinner, ceviche, delicious, I can't wait. And then he finishes his day, he opens up the, the cooler only to find that this 10-inch fish has coughed up a wristwatch. Yeah. Do you know how big 10 inches is? Yeah. Don't be gross okay. with that answer. I'm not being gross. <laughs> um, you, you did say just the watch. Like, there was no hand attached to the watch. Just okay. the watch. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, maybe then. That'd sure. So cool. I, like, okay. the, there are 10-inch fish that I could conceivably see eating something that large. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Like a snapper? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, a Snapper yeah. don't have huge yeah. mouths, but yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. A snook? 10-inch snook? It's a small snook. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this would be a good slow news day story for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you? Oh, you're thinking fact? I, oh, I might be. Well, because I was gonna write it off when he changed when he flipped from shark to fish, but he was also just talking about sharks a lot. That's so right. Maybe it was. I just, mean, I guess the thing with this. Maybe is, it was just a slip. Oh. oh. Maybe it was the <laughs> slip. That was the slip. Yeah. The thing with this is he could do all fishy. He could. Uh huh. I mean, we're always like, why? But did he already did. But fishy. there's been a fact in a. Fishy. But there's been a fact. Oh in yeah, fishy. that's right. Well, a half fact. No, it was a fact. It was <laughs> okay, that's true. Okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. Um, so you're saying fact. I'm going to go fact. I'm going to go fact, but I'm pretty sure it was just the guy's wristwatch from hand catching <laughs> hand, a, a, a fish. Yeah. I'm going to say fishy just because they're saying fact and there's yeah. nothing to lose or win. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, it was fact. All right. um, oh. I, saw it on a, I read it on the blog. Um, he could have been lying, but fuck. <laughs> what blog? So what's like the what else? I'll say, I'll <laughs> a really the lame one that's link. not worth our time reading. Is there, yeah, is there any more info to behind this story? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a link to. Were there then, pictures? Then I, link, I clicked the link. Yeah, I clicked the link that had the pictures and everything. That, uh, but then it was a four hundred four. Here, I'll email it to you. Some real good citations there. That's a crazy <laughs> story. <laughs> there's a lot of questions behind that story. I mean, yeah. But that's, I mean, well, that and that's been that fact or fishy fact. Or fishy. Didn't he say it? Oh, yeah, that was three total, not three more. That's a three. Yeah, Yeah, three total. Uh, So three total. uh, We got two facts and a fishy. So there you go, guys. I I love this segment. (laughs) 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 iFish.net. I mean, the pun. Oh, my God. Look at this site. (laughs) (laughs) The title. I've heard some unbelievable fishing stories before, but a guy <laughs> caught a 10-inch reef fish with his bare hands. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, that is still... Oh, that's a, that's a great... That's a little... You missed a little tidbit here. Oh, what is it? The what watch it? was working and had the correct time. No, I said that the watch... He did say that yeah. it was it still working. Ticking. Still ticking. ticking. I wanted to give a little bit of... Uh, yeah, time. I didn't want to read it exactly. Is there any info about like what the kind of watch was? Was it a good watch? Was it like a Rolex? Yeah, this no, thing must have been weighty for the fish to pick yeah. up too, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it and reef, a lot of reef fish do like munch on coral and yeah. shellfish and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, They're used to picking stuff up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it could have been like a diver's watch too, right? You don't know. Oh, yeah, could probably. Yeah. Oh, it'd have to be. It's kind of crazy, eh? Good, va- good factor, Fishy Yelma. Thank you so much for putting that together. That was amazing. Thank you. And um, yeah, I mean, everybody at home, thanks for listening. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. it. We're not doing uh, Mishy Fishies. He, we, Chris oh, did Mishy Fishies. Chris already did. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Well, we want to give uh, yeah shout out to our sponsors and uh, do all that kind of jazz and yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, any parting words, Chris? Yeah. Any parting words, like any thoughts you want to leave any people with? Thoughts you want to leave people with? We usually do that as well. Round two on the SoFly podcast, we covered a little bit of fly tying, a little bit of innovation, where mm-hmm. the industry's headed, some commercial fly tying talk, a little bit about competition. We talked yeah. about. Some steel. We touched on some steelhead memories. We went all over the place with the show. It was Pretty great. good range. Yeah. What do you want to do? Is yeah. Is there something you want to leave people with? Keep them wet. I mean, good. That's 
and he leaves. He's walking out the door. He's getting in his. He's getting in his car. Chris, my God, Jesus Christ! He drives a Ferrari. How many flies is he tying? Sick! Look at all those flies coming out of the thing. That's a good. Can't keep him wet. Yeah, Yeah. keep him wet. I like it. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, although, yeah, where can people find? Yeah, I mean, hey, you can find all of our stuff at SoFly.ca. Um, you can find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Um, <clears throat> if you'd like to get in touch with us, comments, concerns, guests, um, suggestions, any feedback, uh, or if you just want to, we we get a lot of random questions too, which actually Mitch and I really enjoy responding to. Yeah. Whether it be for like fishing advice or podcast advice, I don't know. Um, the SoFly Crew at gmail.com. And uh, that's it for me, Aldo. Uh, so thank you. Rate us. Oh, yeah. Sorry. People yeah, have been doing us. that. People have been rating rate us on us. iTunes, and it actually rate helps us. a lot. It helps a lot. <laughs> it helps us a lot in weird and crazy algorithmic ways. Yeah. So just please hit us up on iTunes and just give us a little rating. Can you rate on Spotify? I don't think you can. But send us, a, but send us, and if you can want to leave a little message for us, we read them. We love them. Yeah, we read all our messages. Pretty well, thanks, quick, guys. actually, because I don't yeah. know, we hate our jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yes. But uh, that's it for uh, me, Aldo. So, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for coming on. It was nice. nice. Thanks for having yeah. me again. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, next time, we'll, uh, we're going to have a show about uh, um, what's coming out on the 15th again. We're going to do like kind of a. Uh, Oh, uh, the fifteenth is going to be actually Ian Martin, who's yeah. a oh, uh, that's gonna be yeah, good. It's gonna be good. Yeah. He's a biologist um, on the Grand. I stayed at his cabin in Gas Bay, which was kind of cool. Not with him, but oh, there, that was his cabin. That was his cabin. Mm, cool. when was, uh, but uh, Ian wrote literally wrote the book, the book. on <laughs> yeah. fishing the Grand River. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that book and kind of the Grand River because we've talked a lot about the Credit River on this show, but. Yep. You know, we fish the Grand a lot, especially Mitchie. You, that's probably your favorite steelhead river. Yeah, it's. I like the Grand a yeah. lot. Yeah, so I mean, river. like we haven't really focused a whole lot, and that's definitely you know a, mm-hmm. a yep. huge fishery that we all enjoy. So 100%. that's going to be the first little foray into focusing a little bit more on the Grand. Excited for yeah. that. So I'm excited be about good. that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Thanks everybody for listening at home, Chris. Thanks again for coming on the show again. Um. Love having you on, Yilma. Um. Well, that's it for me, Mitch. Yilma, what's going on? Hey, I'll see you next time. All right. Listen to you next time. (laughs) Or can we do that again? Uh, No, that's good. Bye.